You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Prue. Hello, Michael. Andre. Oh, it's so good to hear your voice. Are you still one person? Am I still one person? Yeah. What's that supposed to mean? Well, there's these, these times that uh, that I talk to you and you're great. And then there are times that I read Twitter and you, I think uh, I got to phone you and find out if you got a shotgun in your hand. <laughs> It's not as dire as having a, a, a shotgun in my hand, but it's it's. I think if there's one takeaway from the whole uh, COVID crisis is that mental health is not a linear thing. Um, I have good days and I have bad days, but lately it's been more good than bad. So I, I, obviously I'm taking it's a win. because you are. Just so people know, it's because you are like literally swamped in in COVID nineteen from beginning <laughs> to end. Uh, I'm a producer at News Talk Ten Ten. And just in case people are just tuning in for the first time, because I do understand that social media is up like 70% or higher. Yeah. And I've got a bit of a routine. Uh, and I don't want anyone to feel bad for me because at this point I'm, I'm kind of amused by it. Um, so I work in a studio. I help prepare the content for what you hear over the air. So it's a lot of monitoring of press conferences, a lot of reading of the news, a lot of seeing what the world leaders are doing. So uh, I'm on a bicycle. I bicycle into work right now. Uh, I get up to my studio. Uh, I turn the speakers up really loud, uh, and then I put on a song that uh, makes me feel good for the day, and it's been changing from day to day, but uh, shortly before the COVID crisis, I, I watched Moana for the first time, and I'm a, a really big fan of the song You're Welcome, sung by The Rock, and if you haven't seen Moana, you have to see Moana. Then I, uh, I sit and I cry for a couple of minutes, and then I, uh, I, I dust it off and I get to work. And that's my day. I cry for a couple of minutes. Oh, it's not. That's I'm not just a, because that's that has nothing to do with uh, with COVID, Andre. That's because you're married. Anyway, go on. <laughs> no, things have been good at home, and it's it's just been um, the, the the crying is just because it's really overwhelming being at work all the time. And and you know, I I if, I, I don't mind saying that. Like what what I'm doing is is helping to serve a function. We're making sure that accurate information is getting out we're making sure that we're staying on top of what the government is is doing and uh hell i'm really glad that i am not a nurse or doctor right now i hate to say that but god bless the nurse and doc nurses and doctors who are working their asses off to make sure that the this pandemic isn't as bad as it could be 100 percent uh i i my hat goes off to them my 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 wife is a nurse Uh, but, and I thank my lucky stars every day because she's, uh, she is licensed both in, she's not licensed in Ontario, but she's licensed in both Michigan and New York. Um, but she does, uh, do paperwork. That's, that's her job is because they have so many different, uh, uh, not systems, but, uh, insurance companies, uh, that she has to check paperwork. And uh, I, I do thank my lucky stars that uh, that she doesn't have to go in anywhere. And because uh, I've told her, I said, we would just, you know, I'd have to clean out the garage, which would be a nightmare to begin with, and create a room out there for her. Yeah. So because um, I, I wouldn't want her in the house. And the cat has told me for sure he doesn't want her in the house, if that's the case. So. Um, the that cat, being said. I can't believe how much the cat talks when you're in quarantine. But that's another story. <laughs> that is funny. So that being said, <laughs> that being said. Um, I put some news reports together for News Talk 1010 that ran on the weekend, and um, 
spoke with some of the wineries just about what's going on. I had some questions about uh, foreign workers and, and what exactly is going on in the in the vineyards. And uh, I was talking to Paul Speck of Henry of Pelham. And um, I mean, one of the Speck brothers, every every I think every winery is seeing a, a healthy boost in online sales. Uh, Paul told me Henry of Pelham is up 600 uh, percent. Victoria from Westcott told me that their sales are up 6000 percent online. So I heard four. I heard four thousand. But that could have changed from uh, Friday to Saturday. You never know. Maybe I'm mixing but up that's... my fours and sixes. But either way, it's a significant, significant bump. But I made a comment to um, to Paul, who uh, also runs Family Wine Merchants. If... Well, before before you go on from that, I, I yep. talked to Bill Riddlemeyer, who yep. said his sales are are, are definitely up. Uh, we talked to Thomas Batchelder. He said his sales are up. So online sales. So let's let before we go on with what what Paul told you. A big big shout out to all those people who are either finding or supporting and or both uh, Ontario's wine industry because I really think it's a great thing that people are. Are you know one staying home, two realizing the wineries are delivering to your door yeah. with that contact deli- contactless delivery, uh, and that if you are discovering Ontario wine, you're discovering what Andre and I have known for years. And if you are a fan of Ontario wine, obviously you are getting some great wines delivered to you. So good for and, you. And the whole list of uh, the whole list of wineries that are doing free shipping have been compiled at WineCountryOntario.ca. Yep. So you can check that out. Um, so when I was talking to Paul, the the conversation turned a little bit light towards the end, which was which was nice. But with Family Wine Merchants, I asked him if uh, we might see a shortage of champagne down the down the road because France is in a situation, especially the north of France, where not a lot of uh, movement is happening. And Paul told me that people are not drinking top shelf wines the bump in sales that a lot of the wineries are seeing and the bump in sales at the lcbo right now is people drinking entry-level wines and i I would i would believe that and and my 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 first thought is um and i know this is going to come as a shock to you but allow me to finish the sentence before you start doing your what um the uh I, i i noticed that taz has a wine of the week Yep, and uh, a few weeks ago they had uh, just a straight on Taz Chardonnay on, and as you know, Erica is a big fan of Chardonnay, and I yep. said, "Would you like this wine?" And uh, it turns out that they were selling, I guess, their restaurant only wine, obviously because restaurants aren't buying wine. Yes, the restaurant only Chardonnay at five dollars off, so it was fourteen ninety five a bottle. Yeah, uh, and and she got it for fourteen ninety five. So of course she she took advantage of that. Uh, you know, it's Taz, it's Chardonnay, which is like one of their staple grapes, and I could go pick it up with the the delivery into my trunk. Um, so uh, th- that's that's you know that that's the kind of wine that people are are looking for, and and I think even our Toronto Life article, uh, for the most part, started to look at a lot of those. Um, entry-level wines, uh, or at least the one for April, uh, is looking at a lot of entry-level wines under $20 because that's what people are looking for being in that, you know, we're not all making tons of dough at the moment, but yeah, we still want to drink. And, and you know what? I do I do get that, but it was just like, you know, the adage of you are what you, you, are what you eat. I think I was a little surprised to hear it because I'll be honest, I've been drinking a lot better since this has happened. And I know, 
I know when we talked on the last podcast about the coping with COVID, and I still think it's really important that uh, we're aware of how much we're drinking and, and when we're drinking and, and, and what we're drinking so that we don't end up with a province full of people with drinking problems when this is done. But like, if I'm drinking something right now, you know, it's, I've, I've built a collection. I feel like this is the moment I've been, I've been saving it for. You know what? Uh, and I know originally when we talked, we said, let's get together. And because and, we talked, I think, on Thursday. Yep. And we said, let's have a WTF weekend. Yep. Um, I w- did. You know, that. open those wines. Because I said to you, I told you about a wine. And I said, I think I'm going to open that. And you said, oh, yeah, let's do that. Uh, and I'm not going to start telling the wines quite yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm really um, excited and, about and, this podcast. <laughs> and, 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 we, and, and we went down that road. But I, I hate to tell you. I think because of the situation that you were in at your house, one, you drank higher end wines and two, <laughs> I ended up drinking much lower end wines, but was much more surprised than you were. Well, it's, it's, it's not a con, it's not a contest for, no, approach. I mean, no, it's I'm not saying it is, and, but I just, and it's not like something. I, it's not like I opened the, the, the wines that I opened to rub it in your face. I opened the wines because frankly, it's what I wanted to drink this weekend. It was my wife's birthday. Uh, we decided to uh, just do a full weekend of indulgence, uh, just try to make the best of a bad situation, uh, cooked some very nice strip loins for supper on Saturday, uh, blew the dust off my fried chicken recipe for Sunday. I know we've talked about it a lot on the podcast, but I'm yep. not really eating that anymore uh, these days, but it was a, a nice to just like, just sit back and indulge yourself. Well, we we did we did that with food. Uh, we <laughs> we had a, a Friday night is our order out. I know Wednesday has become the order out day for for a lot of people. Yeah. And then I read an article or takeout Tuesday or you know uh, order out Wednesday. I don't even know what they're calling them anymore. But I read an article that said uh, you know I this this one columnist said it's the stupidest thing she had ever heard to put pressure on an industry that's already under a lot of pressure suddenly now they got everybody in the country phoning up and doing takeout to their favorite restaurant and you, you never know who everybody's favorite restaurant is but it could be the same restaurant now they're being under pressure to get all this stuff out so we we have decided that friday is our as our takeout day with an optional on saturday which we took yeah well there you go we Enjoy. were we wanted we wanted chinese from a place called ma uh, in St. Catharines on Friday, we could not get through for the life of us. So we ended up at, I don't know if you've ever heard of a, a, a pizza place from out West called Red Swan. They do have one in Niagara now. I have not so that's heard where, of it. You have heard of it? I have not. No. So we, we ended up ordering from there, but Saturday came and we were like, I still want that Ma Chinese. So we ordered that. And as far as, as the wines, I started out high end and then I just, I, I just went down the ladder. So you want to start talking about what what you started with on Friday? Uh, I actually can't yes, remember. Let's the, do that. I can't I remember the order. I can't remember the order that I drank these. I think I might be missing missing a bottle because I think we really kicked it in on uh, kicked it in on Saturday. Yeah, I don't think. Well, I, 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 I didn't. I, I'll just tell you. I started on uh, on Friday. Obviously, sparkling wine Friday. And I had a bottle of, and I know you had this later on in the weekend. Yeah. Uh, I th- and I think it's brand spanking new. It's the Mission Hill Reserve Brut. Yeah, it's a very it's nice a, wine. It's a Pinot Chardonnay, uh, a delicious bottle. I found it a, a, a touch sweeter than most Ontario, uh, and I found it didn't have the biscuitiness and the acidity I was looking for. 
but it, it it was a very easy drinking bottle of of sparkling. And I'm wondering if maybe this is a situation with uh, bottle variation, um, because I did find that this had a bit, a bit of the biscuit, like it was a little bit more like toast, like lightly toasted white bread. Uh, great acid, a little bit more phenolic, so you know, pu- pushing more into orchard fruit, a little bit less citrus, which is what you usually expect from uh, yep. uh, from Niagara. But I didn't, I didn't find this this like sweet at all. I mean, like, I found a like lot I of mac like a... apple, a lot of Bartlett pear, a lot of peach. But, uh, but I didn't which, find again, it was I like didn't, I didn't mind, but I could not for the life of me find acidity. And that's one of the things I love about Niagara sparkling. Well, maybe you and, were already and, on acid when you drank this, and that's why you couldn't find the acidity. Well, put it this way. On Sunday, just just to skip ahead really quickly, I opened another bottle of sparkling. We opened a Henry of Pelham uh, Rosé Brut from, uh, that I know I bought in 2017 because that's what the little label. I keep writing these things down now. Yeah. Uh, and it was you know, the acidity was gorgeous. The The fruit was gorgeous. Like this bottle has held up and stood the test of time and rosés. Don't always expect that to happen, but this was absolutely gorgeous. And no offense, Mission Hill, it left you guys in the dust as far as what I was expecting from uh, from a bottle of, of sparkling wine. Yeah, I'm trying to take a look at the... At the tear sheet on, on this Mission Hill, they've got the total acidity at 7.3 grams per liter, but... Uh, I don't see anything on how much residuals left. Huh. Yeah, I guess that'll be that'll be a mystery. You know what? It might be worth when this is all over and and if this is available in Ontario, picking up another bottle and and drinking drinking it together again. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting. Uh, you know what, Andre? I'll tell you something. Um, one of the things I am looking forward to is opening a bottle of wine with you, uh, and maybe your wife. I don't know. She doesn't always drink with us. Uh, but I am saving a few Washington wines just just for you. And if she decides to come, maybe oh, that's she'll do the that. Lure. She loves she loves Washington wines. I I know that's why I said maybe that would be the lure. So uh, for Friday, keeping with our idea of you know what uh, what the f- wines, I did open my bottle of Wente 2013 Charles Wetmore Vineyard from the Livermore Valley, and I thought this was a gorgeous bottle of wine. I just was so enthralled by this California cab yep. and I was so looking forward to the rest of the weekend. <laughs> I also opened a bottle of California cab this weekend at 7:30 in the morning on Saturday. Good for you. Not to drink, but to put in a decanter because I knew I knew it was going to take that much time. But I have to say like as we've talked about in the, in the, on the podcast in the in the past, like I I don't mind spending a little bit of money on wine. Uh, but you know, I, I, I still do have a bit of a line, like it's really hard for me to justify spending the money on, you know, some of those, the Grand Cru Bordeaux, like there's no way you'll, you'll see me pry $1,200 out of my pocket for a Latour or whatever. But, um, Anya and I came across some, some, or we, we ended up with some gift cards to the LCBO and we decided to grab, uh, from Jansen, a Beckstoffer Missouri Hopper Vineyard, uh, Napa Valley Cab Sauv 2015, and it was uh, it is $215. There's still a handful of them at the LCBO, and it is easily like the the best wine I've had in 2020 so far. Possibly one, well, definitely one of the best wines I've ever tasted. And the thing that was just so crazy was when I opened it at 7:30 in the morning on Saturday, and I put it into the decanter. 
the intensity of fruit in this wine. You could smell it in the kitchen inside the decanter. Just really potent cassis. Wow. And we tasted it a few times throughout the day. Like we took a, we took a okay. So full disclosure, we took starting just, at eight thirty, then nine thirty, then ten thirty. We did we did we did it just three times because we wanted to make because when we tasted the first sip, we knew it was going to be a monster. Uh, we tasted it at seven thirty just to see what the tannin was like out of the bottle. And I mean, it, it, the fruit was was really punching its way through, but that tannin was super fuzzy. We tasted it a second time at twelve thirty, and it had started to soften. And at 7.30, when we sat down and, and drank it with uh, the strip wines that I had prepared, it was just gorgeous. And I'll, I'll be completely honest. If we make it through this on the other side okay financially, I'm seriously considering grabbing another bottle of this. I mean, I hope you'll at least lie it down for a bit. That would be one to, to sell her if we, if we pick it up. But, I mean, just a testament to how great the, um, the Oakville area in the Napa Valley is for growing wine like this this wine is listen if 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 the Toronto Star says that Toro e, e Bravo or whatever the hell it was was 98 points there's no way that uh Carolyn could taste this wine and not give it less than 130 points and that's that's where we start on the 200 point scale <laughs> but yes uh highly highly recommend that and and definitely a high point uh, from the weekend, but we had a, oh yeah, we really did have a list weekend here. So that's not the only bottle you opened on Saturday, is it? No, we actually, uh, opened up a, a brunch bottle of sparkling. Um, I mentioned Featherstone during my radio hit on Saturday morning. Um, and I had a bottle of joy from 2009 that you recently told me was, oh, you got to open that. That's going to be way past its prime. Remember that? I may have, yeah. Not even close. Like, ceiling sparkling with the crown cap is incredible. Like, the, the, the bubbles were still, like, completely ready to go. It was just starting to get nice and rich. Like, I'm glad I opened it when I did, but at the same time, I hate that I opened this wine so early. And now I know that I'm going to be holding on to the other bottles of joy I have for much a much longer time before I, I get to them. Well, it all depends, I guess, how much of that mushroomy, biscuity uh, notes you like. I still like uh, a fruit in mine. Uh, I, I, I've noticed that uh, as much as I can appreciate older sparkling, I still like them to have uh, a fruit note to them. But that's the thing, uh, Michael, like being sealed with a crown cap, like that oxygen transfer just didn't didn't like it, it didn't really happen like it does when you have a, a cork on a bottle of sparkling. Um, the fruit was pushing less citrus and more into into orchard fruit at this point, and I think that fruit's going to hold on for at least another five years, maybe longer, thanks to the crown cap. Oh, look! I was like, I gotta, I gotta check out some. I do have some older joy, so uh, I gotta check that out. All right, what else on Saturday did you open before I get into my list? Uh, let's see here. We did. A Chateau La Rose, 2010, and that's La Rose with a Z, because I know we talked to the, the fine people from La Rose with an S earlier this year. But uh, Chateau La Rose is a winery that I visited in Bordeaux in 2014, and the, the producer is, is, first off, just a really nice guy. And also, I remember tasting the wines with your stupid voice in my head being like, Oh, well, make sure the wine's like twice as good as you think it is before you before you buy it, because it's always going to taste better in the presence of a winemaker, which is true. The adage is true. I just like wanted to call your voice stupid. Um, we put that in the decanter for the afternoon, and like we really just 
Like if Saturday was a big red wine day. And, and it and was it. it was also tasty, just fantastic. Uh I mean 2010 seems to have been a great year in in Saint-Emilion. And uh I was hoping that I could snag another bottle cuz I ordered it from the Classics catalog and it it's it's one of those wineries that the wines aren't terribly expensive because Robert Parker never scores them high, but they're just beautiful and elegant. And if you love Ontario uh, Cab Franc in a warm year, Chateau La Rose is definitely uh, definitely a place to draw some parallels. Uh, the wines are the 2010 version was 80 Merlot, 15 Franc, and 5% Cab So, just super tasty. And and it was another one I committed committed infanticide with. I, I should have kept it for another 10 years before opening it. All right, so that's a that's your third bottle. Go on. Uh, that's Saturday. Okay, so uh, I don't know what happened to me on Saturday. Um, <laughs> I have, I have. Oh wait, is that the night you started text messaging me? I, it could have been. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, I have started my rosé report, and I, I thank all the wineries who are starting to send in rosé, and I ask you to you to please um, uh, keep that up because I'm doing my second annual rosé report. And uh, the key is that probably every every couple of days we open another four bottles of rosé. So Saturday was actually very pretty down here. I think we got up to about 10 degrees and it was sunny. So uh, I started off opening four bottles of uh, of rosé. Um, and I have I, the only reason I know how many bottles I opened um, on Saturday is because I ha- I take pictures of pretty much everything I open. So uh, I opened up the Mission Hill Reserve uh, rosé. From British Columbia, mm-hmm. Peninsula Ridge, 2019 Beale Vineyard uh, uh, Cabernet Rosé. Opened up the uh, Foreign Affair 2019 Amma Rosé, which, uh, a shout out to them. That is a, a, a really nice wine. In the past, I've hated it. And actually, this time, it was quite a lovely uh, a bottle of rosé so they've they've dropped some of that crazy weirdness from it and, and that sweetness that we used to get and then there was a wine called le grand fiu f-i-l-o-u which is coming to the lcbo so opened these four rosés tried them made my notes um it was the mission hill and the peninsula ridge that were the top rosés of the day uh it seems that i took a number of pictures of those and then i decided to to uh, move on to one of our favorite wineries, uh, I Cellars. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has got his 18 um, uh, Chardonnay and his 18 Red Reserve out. So I opened those and uh, and we tried those. And um, the the Chardonnay is uh, is is good, uh, and the 18 uh, Reserve Red is also a good wine. Uh, I would think both of them are are to drink now, although I think the Chardonnay is in that same category as maybe that uh, that Henry of Pelham we had during our two it thumbs up in, so in April. It just needs a bit of time uh, to come together. I, I think it needs a little more time. Otherwise, it's it seems a little tight and a little too, uh, a too uh, oaky at the moment. The Reserve Red... Obviously, that's his entry-level wine, very herbal, very tobacco, very drink-now kind of wine. And then, I'm Andre, just, I'm, I'm just, not sure. I'm just, I'm just I don't pleased. know how I finished those two wines. I, I don't. There's no – the bottles are empty now, but I'm not sure whether we finished those or moved on. Plus, I have a neighbor that's, uh, that's in my backyard, and they were out as well. And I remember going over and, and at arm's length and him at arm's length pouring wine over the fence to him. <laughs> and as I said – 
I was going to open some pretty expensive bottles, but instead turned out, went deep into the cellar and looked at a Casal del Giglio uh, 2001 Shiraz from Lazio in Italy, which uh, turned out to be absolutely outstandingly good Shiraz from Italy, from the Lazio region. And then I looked at the label, $9.95 a bottle. So, Andre, you were buying $215 bottles of wine. <laughs> I'm at the $10 bottle. Oh, that, and that La Rose and, was $65. $65. Yeah. And, and then, for some reason, I don't know why, I ended up with a Chateau Cotelier uh, 2000 from the Costiere de Nîmes. And that also, uh, very earthy, but but still a very drinkable bottle of wine. Again, I use uh, Cellar Tracker. They tell me when I bought the wine and how much I bought it for. Uh, another $9.95 bottle of wine. Um, again, very drinkable, very good, shared over the fence with my neighbor. So, Andre, that was, <laughs> I don't know if you kept count, but that was my Saturday. I'm told I went to bed early. I did not finish watching the shows that we were watching, and I snored in my chair. Sounds like uh, sounds like a, a good Saturday for you. I well, you know what? Uh, oh, I I, was, I, 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 pretty... I I actually sorry. I have one last thing to add to my Saturday. My Saturday that's in front of me that's not wine. Uh, I had a little bit. Okay, a little bit more than a little bit left of the Nick Offerman edition Lagavulin eleven year old uh, Isla Scotch. And, oh yes, uh, I woke up and that bottle was empty. Oh yes, yeah. so the, okay, so we were texting that night because you said I remember turning to my wife and saying they're not drinking scotch. <laughs> As and she's like, we're not. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was uh, Saturday. It was the was lost, good. the lost Saturday. I was going to say the lost weekend, but it was the lost Saturday for sure. And then um, Sunday, so Sunday for us, I wanted to make sure we were getting our, our, our VQA our VQA up. The Ferox 2017. And your Sauvignon vitamin Blanc. C. <laughs> the Ferox Sauvignon Blanc uh, 2017 uh, arrived at my place. And uh, what Fabian does with, with Sauvignon Blanc is just fantastic. I think, uh, I don't know how much time this spent in wood or near wood, but I know he's uh, thrown acacia. Uh, sorry, thrown the Sauvignon Blanc in acacia barrels in the past. It was just nicely balanced, really like subtle tropical flavors soaring over uh, bright citrus notes. Just, just everything that's good about um, everything that's good about Niagara Sauvignon Blanc. I, I'm surprised that you're drinking Sauvignon Blanc even before the hot weather really shows up. Uh, I've just got a thing for for Sauvignon Sauvignon Blanc all the time right now, as long as it's not from New Zealand. I just I. I don't know even know what to say because you really I, I i don't know you as a sauvignon blanc uh kind of guy okay yeah that's it, that's, it. <laughs> that's, that's all i've got listen oh that's it that's all you had on sunday oh and then the last thing uh i dipped into grand crew deli uh because they are selling off some pretty choice wines uh, i wanted to grab a bottle of champagne for my wife's birthday um i picked up a leclerc briand uh, 2010 extra brute champagne, and uh, it was super tasty. Just that's and what was her what was her meal of choice on her birthday? Uh, fried chicken. My uh, my fried chicken. The same exact same fried chicken I made for uh, Penelope 
Ir- Irvine when we did the um, fried chicken and ice wine uh, podcast. So, so you know what we've, we? I don't know if we've ever talked about your death row meal. Would that be hers? I, I it it looks like it. So you would have to be alive. I guess so. So better hope that you're not the one on death row. Obviously, it is her death row meal. Okay. So Andre, what would be your death row meal? <laughs> oh. I guess like last meal ever, right? Yeah, last meal, and then they're gonna they're gonna fry you up, probably for the theft of wine. But anyway, that was your crime, I'm sure. It's it's hard to go wrong with that fried chicken. I mean that that recipe is really you're not really allowed to solid. make it yourself though. That's the problem. I don't I don't think in prison they go. Oh, did you want to go into the kitchen and use a knife? <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm gonna stick with fried chicken. So somebody's fried chicken. Somebody's fried chicken. So all right. Mine is either, it depends on the day, uh, it, it would be a lasagna or ribs. I, it depends on how I felt that time. It could be both. A little side of lasagna with my ribs. Well, there you go. Yeah. My wife's, I know, would be nachos. I know it sounds stupid, but that would be hers. Hey, did you, uh, so did you open any other wines, or are we at the end of, of this? I did. On Sunday, oh, oh again, okay. uh, in a total uh, thought, I, I actually had texted you, and I said, you know what? I'm going to open an Iraf. Uh, resplendent Pinot, and you went, that's great, do it. And I didn't. Uh, you should have. Uh, it's still sitting there probably this weekend coming up. Uh, but uh, we were having ribs. And to me, ribs always scream out for a Zinfandel. And I ended up with a, uh, I went looking into my cellar for the oldest bottle of Zinfandel I had. And it turned out that it was a 2005 Klein Ancient Vines uh, Zin. And at first I opened it up and I was cursing like there was nobody's business because I thought it was corked. Uh, and it turns out maybe just a little bit musty, uh, aerated the crap out of it in the glass. And it turned out to be over the hill, but just cresting it, not like not dead over the hill. So you wish you'd open it a year early, but you still very much enjoyed it. Probably should have opened it a couple of years earlier, but it was still really an enjoyable bottle. And again, back to Cellar Tracker, I had read a guy's review uh, who had tried it a few a few months ago, and he had said that uh, he was surprised at how well it held up. And uh, I again, I would say I was thrilled at how how well it held up. So anybody who thinks Zinfandel's got to be drank young uh, is also missing out on um, some of the great pleasures of older wine. Well, there you go. So, it was an, so, so while yours was an expensive wine weekend, mine was an older wine weekend because I knew that I was not going to be able probably to compete with your you know, wife's birthday weekend. It was like there's no way birthday weekend against you know guy in the sunshine on a Saturday. Well, and, and, and you know what? If, if I can just go back to the, the Jansen bottle, like it was like we made the indulgence because we knew it would – it would make us feel a little bit better and offer just a bit of relief and distraction to, you know, to, just to, just to taste something and, and work on, on, on the wine knowledge. Anya has been uh, spending quite a bit of the time cause she's not working right now. Uh, trying to Drinking. learn more, try, well, trying to learn more about wines. Um, Christina Roman has been good enough to help her brush up on uh, Spanish wines. And um, she took an online course uh, learning about Napa Valley. And uh, we bought this as part of education and like I knew it was going to be good, like you know, you know the I know the the sorry I know the vineyard producer uh, I know the region. It's just like okay, so this is going to be good, and you know what, 
like, fuck it. Like, let's just give it a try. I just, uh, honest to God, was not expecting it to be as good as it was. Period. That's it. That's the last thing I want to say about that. That's it. That's all you have to say. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be doing this every weekend, although, again, uh, I just did older wines. Uh, I doubt you'll be doing this every weekend. Nope. Uh, I don't I don't know what everybody else is doing or drinking that's, you know, been spectacular to them. And I would recommend that this is probably the time, and I think you and I had talked about it off uh, microphone, um, now may be the time to drink those wines that you've been holding and waiting for that special occasion I think the special occasion is now. I'm not saying you're going to die tomorrow. Uh, that is not the implication here. But you no, know but what? It's, you're it's stuck nice, at home. It's nice finding uh, like like the, the whole idea that opening a, a special bottle can be an occasion. It's nice. Like it's a nice yeah. thing. It's um, I'm I'm taking such comfort in in finding and opening like these terrific bottles from the collection. Uh, you know, I was so happy to be able to open that bottle of joy and have it show exceptionally well. You know, be be nice to yourself. Yeah, that's that's I guess what we're getting at. Totally, it's and, time and... to it, it, we're at that stage where it's time to to show yourself a little bit of a, a little bit of love and not not the kind you've probably been doing. Well, and and if you want because Pornhub know... is free, I don't know if anybody I I heard that somewhere. If you want to let us know about like what it is that you're tasting, like I honestly I would love to hear people talk about talk about wine with us. Uh... Like send us an email to two guys talking wine at gmail.com. Um, I am doing significantly better than I was the last time we talked about how we're coping with uh, with with COVID, but work is still difficult. So we'd be very happy to hear from literally anyone if you uh, if you want to tell us what you're drinking at, at two guys or, talking. Or hit wine. us hit us up on Twitter. Or hit us up on on Facebook. The the podcast goes up on both. Uh, let us know what you're what you're drinking, what your special bottles that you're cracking open, and um, uh, you know, give us a, give us the layman's review, or if you want, give us that full throated sommelier review if you insist. Yeah, we won't. We'll, we'll, we'll read it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> we, again, what else are you gonna do? Uh, I'm Andre Peru from AndreWineReview.ca, and thank you for listening to the podcast. Leave a review. Uh, I, I know everyone's belts are tightened right now, but if, if anyone does have a few extra bucks, we certainly appreciate the uh, support on Patreon. So uh, thanks to anyone who has taken the time to check that out. And I'm Michael Pingus of MichaelPingusWineReview.com. Um, I'm, I'm looking at really cheap wines these days and really kind of enjoying them. I'm not giving them 98, but I'm really enjoying them. No, it's, it's, it's not. Yeah, we can talk about <laughs> Maybe we should do another. I just didn't want to get off on another another tangent, but uh there's that Portuguese, uh, the Loyos? Loyos, yeah. That was really Loyos, good. I know you didn't like really the Insolia and the two thumbs up, but I really uh, tried it again. Man, that was good. But anyway, uh, anyway I guess it's time. Yep, do it. Good night. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes.